hello, everyone. This is Chris McLaughlin from Stones Crossing Church, and I want to welcome you to the D Group Leader Podcast. Hey, you know, last week we had a um, a really great meeting uh, with our D Group leaders. We had about thirty five of us there or so, and we talked through this new strategic initiative that we're doing called Before All Things. So, if you missed the meeting or if you missed last week's podcast, we want to encourage you to go back and check that out. Um, the whole meeting is uh, recorded for you on the podcast. So go back and and check that out. Today, we're going to be spending some time talking about the nuts and bolts of what we're asking you to do as D group leaders with your D group for this before all things um, initiative. And, And what's important about this is that um, you know, last week we really set up the vision of what this is all about. We gave you a little bit of the details, but this week I want to get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty of what we're really asking you to do and how to do it. All right. Uh, we are going to get back to our, our series of, uh, man, it feels like a long time ago, but we, we had a, uh, the first part of a two part series on how to spread the gospel in your group and, and, uh, some strategies for doing that, but we'll get to that next week. But I, um, I really felt like it was important this week to get this information to you so that we can um, start moving forward and planning for the Before All Things D-Group study. So here's where I want to start. Having a conversation with uh, your D-Group about money and giving is, uh, it's definitely a scary conversation to have. I mean, no one wants to be that guy, right? You don't want to be that guy that's harping on people about their giving and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't like it either. I really don't. I know that Pastor Scott doesn't like it either. But I think what we're learning through this process is that um, first and foremost, that giving and, and how we handle our finances is a reflection of our heart. It's really a reflection of our heart. That that at the core of this is a discipleship issue. And the discipleship issue is is that money like like no other thing in this world, like no other temptation can grip our heart in a way that that really has a, a stranglehold on us in some way. And and it prevents us from really trusting in God. This is how we we hold on to our money saying, God, I, I don't really I don't really need you because I've got my money. Okay. You guys um, you guys know the theology behind this. The Lord, through his word, tells us over and over again that all of the money and possessions in this world belong to him and him alone. And that for us, as his children, that we can trust him that he's going to take care of us. And so our surrendering of a portion of what God has given us, our surrendering of the first and best of what God has given us is an act of trust and faith saying, God, I trust you that you are my God, that you are in control of all of these things, and that that I trust that you're going to provide for me and that you're going to take care of me. I think about it a little bit like uh, the Hebrews who wandered in the desert for 40 years. And every single day they would go out and they would gather manna, right? That God daily provided bread for them. And through that time, they were learning that they can trust God on a daily basis for their needs. And that's exactly where we are today. It's just veiled. It's veiled so much through all of these different things, um, job security and having a steady income that comes in paycheck every week or every other week or um, having a 401k or having, you know, all all this sort of stuff. Um, It all seems like security to us. But at the end of the day, 
only our trust in God. Only, only God is the one that provides that kind of security for us, okay? So what are we doing with this? We need to help our people realize the importance of this, the, the importance of financial giving as a discipleship issue. Because certainly the reality of it is, is that money is essential for the church to function, and, and, and we know that. Um, but, but giving to your local church is not like giving to just another nonprofit, okay? Giving to your local church is an act of worship where we're surrendering this part of our life to the Lord, okay? Um, I want to go back to a, a really interesting passage uh, from Scripture. Uh, back in the book of Leviticus— Okay, and you're probably like, "Whoa, Leviticus!" Here we go. Uh, but back in the book of Leviticus, we uh, see five different types of offerings that are described in that book. And these different offerings, they they come in all different forms and and things like that. But there's one in particular that I think parallels what we're talking about here very closely, and that is called the grain offering. So the grain offering, uh, it shows up in Leviticus chapter two. And the meaning of it really is is a is a gift, a gift that is presented to the to the priests in the temple, and this gift expresses dedication. It, it basically is expressing faith in God. It it always is a product of labor, so typically it is crops. Okay, so they would grow grains, and they would either bring the grains or they'd bring bread that they baked or things like that. And it was always a, a special gift that was given that that was really set apart for a special purpose because part of it was burned. Part of it was, was, was given to the Lord, but the other part of it was actually given to the priest as their portion, as their food. Um, so it's, it parallels, um, <laughs> it actually really parallels what we do with financial giving today in a lot of ways. Now, Here's the thing uh, about this thing. I want to I want to read just a little bit to you from Leviticus chapter 2. This is what it says. It says when anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour. He shall pour oil on it, put frankincense on it, and bring it to Aaron's sons the priest, and he shall take it take from it a handful of fine flour and oil with all of its frankincense, and the priest shall burn this as its memorial portion on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain, uh, the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. And it says it, uh, it, the reason for this is it is a most holy part of the Lord's food offering. Now, if you can imagine bringing the first and the best, because that's, that's what they're supposed to do. Back down in um, uh, verse 14 of chapter 2, it says that this grain offering is to be a first fruits to the Lord. It's the very first and the best of what they have is supposed to be presented. And if that's the case, this is, this is a real sacrifice. This is a real sacrifice that's taking place. You know what? I think similarly the, the, to the grain offering, the way that we give, the way that we are generous, the way that we um, make an offering to the Lord here at our church should be like that. It should be a real sacrifice. It really should. So what are we asking you to do? I mean, number one, we have to examine ourselves and work through that ourselves. You guys, if, if you're in a place where you're like, whoa, I don't, I don't know that I can increase um, this year, or I don't know um, where the Lord is leading me with all this, you know what? That's okay. You need to take some time to, to pray about this, 
to think through it, to work through that, and to see what is it exactly that the Lord is asking you to do. What we want to do is we want to make sure that we are presenting the first and the best of what we have, what, what, what we've been given. And as we offer that, that, and if we can, even surrender more as a way of saying, God, I trust you. I trust that you're going to take care of me every day. Okay? But then after that, it's helping your D group members to take that same step as well. It's helping them to work through that process of self-examination and say, okay, am I giving the very first and the very best of what I have? Is what I'm giving really a sacrifice? Or do I need to increase more because, uh, because it's not really a sacrifice anymore? Um, you guys, this is a tough conversation to have, but let's make it a discipleship conversation, not a conversation about numbers. So what are we asking you to do? Let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of this. First of all, I want you to look at your calendars and plan one session, one of your D-group sessions between the, those four weeks, uh, between October 27th and November 17th, and talk about before all things. All right, we're going to talk about uh, what it's about, um, the, the, the commitment card, all that sort of stuff. And, and I've given you guys the before all things D group study to do that week. Uh, that study is based off of second Timothy chapter six. It, it really is about addressing that discipleship issue. So, um, and so I, I want to encourage you then to take some time to walk through that study with them. So plan that out, figure out which week you're going to do it. Do it before November 17th. That's, that's key, okay? Now, during that study, again, keep the conversation at the heart level. Make this a discipleship conversation, not about numbers. Um, help your people to see that money will grip our hearts in ways unlike any other temptation. And, and really get them to this real question is, is, am I giving the first and the best? What kind of grip does money have on, on my heart? That, those are the questions that we really want to get to. And we want to help them to take a step out of that. That by God's grace, by God's grace, they can actually step out of that and they can be freed from the grip that money has on them. Okay? Um, show them the commitment card. All right? If you don't have yours, um, I, I, I gave them out um, last week at the meeting, but if you don't have one or you need another one, you can stop by the church office and pick one up, or you can get one on October 27th. But I want you to take the commitment card with you that day, and I want you to show them the commitment card and what it looks like. On the back, show them how to fill it out. It's basically asking you, you know, what are you normally giving? What? You, how much are you going to increase? You multiply it all out, and there's a big green box at the bottom that says, this is my total commitment for these two years. And then fill out the contact information. We're asking you to do this because we want every single person in our church, every single person that calls Stones Crossing Church their home church, to fill one of these out. And one, it's going to help us with planning and things like that. But, but secondly, here's the thing. More than anything, every single person in our church deserves to be in the know about this and to be a part of it. Okay, So we want every single person to take that step and to say, yes, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to take a step. Um, fill out the card. And even if they're not increasing, that's okay. Have them fill out the card because we want them to be a part of it, all right? 
But obviously the main goal is to prayerfully consider what they should be giving and if they need to increase it as a step of faith and obedience to the Lord. That's really the main goal. And really, you have an opportunity unlike anyone else to help them in that process, to help them to see that this is, a, is really a heart issue, it's a discipleship issue, and that they have the chance to grow in their faith through this process. And we wanna ask you to help us to disciple our people in that way. So if you have any questions about this, please reach out to me or talk to one of your D group shepherds. We would love to help you to navigate that conversation. I know that some of you, the people in your group are gonna have some special circumstances. Some of those were brought up at the meeting last week and those are real, those are, um, those are valid and we need to talk through those. And so if you need some help um, figuring out how to have that conversation with your people, just shoot me an email, give me a call and I'm more than happy to talk with you about it and to see what we can do to help to make this a successful um, a successful D-group meeting for you. Well, like I said, next time we are gonna be looking at how to develop some strategies to spread the gospel in your group. Um, this is incredibly important for our group so that we don't become introverted as groups. Um, so we're gonna dig into that a little bit more next time on the D-group leader podcast. Mm-hmm.